Hey, good morning, you guys. I hope you're doing well on this Sunday morning. Uh, the Sunday just before Christmas. It is hard to believe that this whole year, 2021, is like like gone, like that. And 2022 is like right around the corner. This is just, it's incredible how fast time is going. I hope, I hope we're going forward. I hope we're moving forward no matter what's going on in our world around us, the chaos of our nation, and it is chaos. Uh, that we we are found in Jesus growing. Like we're, we're just focusing our heart and our mind on the things that we can control, and that's us. Our thinking and our motives and our faith and our relationship with God and our impact in this world. We are talking about our God of wonders. And here's our goal real quick. God's greatness. We want to just see the greatness of God in our God of wonders. We want to be encouraged by that truth that God is a miracle working God, that he has done amazing and incredible things. And we can stand back and go, whoa, look at that. And the third thing is that we will not only be impacted, but we will impact the world around us because we are aware of the wonder of God and that God has done all of this for us, for you and for me, because he loves us. He loves us. That's incredible. Psalm 105 says, remember the wondrous work that he has done, his miracles and the judgments that he uttered. God is the God who does miracles. And so we're talking about the wonder of God, and we've got two halves of the sermon. Really, the first half is not quite a half. It's more like a third, and then we got two-thirds of the second half. The first third of our sermon is the God, our God of wonders, and the wonder of God in the world. Like when we travel, when we look around, we read uh, reports, we see it on TV, we watch the Discovery Channel, and we see the wonder of God all around us in the world. And what we've talked about so far is that we have seen the wonder of God in a little town in Taos, New Mexico, and, and it's called the, the Taos hum, that humming sound that no one knows where it comes from. Amazing. Wonder of God. We've seen the wonder of God up in the north, in the northern lights, and in the south pole as well, but, but primarily in the northern lights, the wonder of God to our eyes. We've seen the power of the wonder of God in Niagara Falls. Last week, we talked about Niagara Falls and the power and the wonder of God in the falls. How incredible that is. The work of God's hands are marvelous and they are incredible. And they're really, to us as human beings, they are spectacular. You could probably think of places that you have been or seen, uh, pictures that are just spectacular. But if you want to see the amazing wonder of God in this world, look no further than the womb. Look no further than the womb. This is a miraculous, spectacular wonder, natural wonder of God. It is incredible. Yeah, the forests. And the galaxies and the oceans and the mountain ranges all contain the glory and wonder of our God. But God's greatest handiwork is clearly seen 
right here among us. As we look at people, we, we see the wonder of God and then we become adults and the wonder kind of wore off a little. But when we look at a child, we look at particularly an infant, a baby in the womb, we, we see the wonder of God in the womb, in, in people, in the marvelous creation of human beings. We see the wonder of God, and especially, especially in the womb. So a big shout out to all those who are pregnant. Woo woo. Love you. Be careful. Eat healthy. Grow that baby. Let God continue to grow that baby. And I know there's a number of people out there that are that are uh, enjoying being pregnant. Well, the, the hope of what's to come. Maybe not the pregnancy itself. Little, little uh, uncomfortable at times, I'm sure. Here's the thing, in Houston. Houston, we have conception. Okay, this is gonna get a little weird, maybe for a minute or so, but trying to get a point across about the wonder and the uniqueness of God. So the seed has reached the egg. Houston, we have conception. Like from a medical, from a human standpoint, you are a winner. You are Michael Phelps. You are the swimmer of swimmers. You know, did you know that I found this out in kind of digging into this. A woman, when she is born, a girl, when she's born, has all the eggs in her already that she will ever have. She will not produce more eggs. And that number count, they say, could be up to 2 million eggs in a, in a girl when she is born and she carries those eggs with her all her life and then the older you get they start uh you start losing them so you have less and less eggs the older you get which makes it hard for somebody older to have to get pregnant men men continue to reproduce their seed okay yeah this could be a little weird but but think about this out of the billion swimmers from the guy out of the billion swimmers, you made it. Like, like there are billions of seeds swimming for the, the, the fallopian tube and you made it, like you made it. That is like, that is not just a wonder. That is a miracle, a miracle, a miracle of God that you got there, you. Like if another seed got there, it wouldn't be you anymore. It'd be somebody else, but you got there. Anywhere from a few minutes to a few days, conception happens. The egg and the seed find each other. And the miracle of God is in motion. And God begins to form us from that very moment. Heartbeat. As early, they say, as 18 days, usually from three to five weeks, there begins to be a heartbeat that could be found if you look close enough. Facial features recognizable at about four weeks, ears, nose, and mouth. The head, early on in the baby's development, is half the body, like it's half of the baby is the head, huge head. The brain, four weeks into this pregnancy, the brain begins to organize itself. Check this out. Fingerprints, fingerprints, at about 10 weeks, the baby begins to have its own fingerprints. From conception, to fertilization, to development, to delivery. All the way to delivery. 
You raced your heart out. <laughs> and you made it all the way to that, to that egg. And you won the gold. Like you are the winner out of billions of others that were trying. You, God, designed it for you to be the one. And you are a winner in God's eyes before you ever stepped on the planet. That's pretty crazy. The fingerprints of God are all over you. They are all over us. That baby in the womb is a miracle. A miracle of God. And most definitely the greatest wonder of God on the planet. The womb. And all that is going on in the development of a baby, of a human being. This is incre incredible. It takes us years to build a building. It takes us years to build a bridge. It takes us, as, as people, it takes us a, a tree, many, many years to become, a, you know, a, a, a really a tree. But God, in a, in a human, in a womb, develops a human being in nine months. That's a miracle. That is a wonder wonder of God, that little baby growing in a womb. That is precious. That is something very special that we as people, men and women, we get to be a part of God creating in us. In that womb, God is creating. He uses us to, to bring this about and to create another human being is such a precious gift to the world. Incredible. Psalm 139 says this, for you created, God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Do we know that full well that God's works are wonderful and they are incredible and they are miraculous and we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made? Here's the thing. We see the wonder of God. We see the wonder of God in the world. Especially we see the wonder of God in the womb. But, but secondly, we see the wonder of God in his word, in the word of God. We come to the word of God I hope and read it, study it, dig into it. And when we do, we see the wonder and wonder of God. Jesus said, or Jesus is the author and he is the perfecter of our faith, right? He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. He is the light and the life of men. In Acts chapter 3, verse 15, Peter is, uh, there was a healing of a crippled man, and Peter is, is speaking to the people, and he says to them, you killed, you killed the author of life, but God raised him back from the grave. But Peter says, you guys, you Jews, you religious leaders, you killed the author of life. You killed the author of life. Jesus is the author and the creator, not just of the earth and the world and all that is in it and all that is above it, but Jesus is the author and the creator of every infant in the womb. He is the creator. He is the one making 
that baby in you. He is our maker and he is involved in the very act of forming us. In creation, think with me, in creation, the birth of the planet, surrounded by water, kind of like other things that are created, he spoke, God spoke everything into existence. With his words, he said, let there be, let there be. With his words, he spoke it all into existence. Each day, a different phase of creation, light, and oceans, let there be vegetation, let there be wild beasts, let there be creatures of the sea. God spoke it all into existence. But with man and woman, he did not speak them into existence. He crafted them into existence. He knit them together into existence. We are not like anything else in this creation. Only we are crafted and made, handmade, in the image of God. Let's look at that passage for a minute. Psalm 139. He says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Here's what this means. Look what, what the, the psalmist is saying to us. He says, You created my inmost being. Beans. He says the word created. You created. You formed. You fashioned. You made it from nothing. You took nothing and you made us. You made it all. Created for the very first time. He says, you created my inmost being. That's my inner being, right? That's the seat of my emotions. That's the heart of who I am, not the flesh heart in my chest but the heart of me, the soul of me, the spirit of me, the real me, the thoughts of me, the person of me, the real, real me, inside this shell, the skeleton. You made my inmost being. Number, secondly, he says, you knit me. You like knit me together in my mother's womb. It, it means to weave or to cover something, to cover something. Right? As in gave covering to me. You gave covering to me, my soul, my spirit. You gave in the womb, you gave covering to me. My bones, my ligaments, my muscles, my skin, and my flesh became the canvas or the outer covering of me. That's miraculous. This is incredible. Only God can do this. Science and medical field can try to play around with this stuff, but only God can do this. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So you are just a soul planted in the womb. We were just a soul planted in the womb. We could not see you, but God saw you and he started with your soul and he fashioned your body around it he covered you in the womb that's a miracle that's a miracle that only god could do look at the next verse verse 15 my frame he says my frame was not hidden from you when i when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth 
Note what he says, the psalmist. He says, my frame. That's, that's, that's my structure, right? That's my substance. That's, that's the substance of a human being, our, our outer shell and all the physicalness to us as human beings. He says, it was not hidden from you. My frame was not hidden from you, right? But it was woven together, woven together, literally meaning embroidered together. God took tissue and he took uh, uh, sinew and he took muscle and he took, uh, you know, your ligaments and he sewed us together. He made us, he knit us together. He says, I was woven together in the depths of the earth. The depths, the secret place, the depths of the earth, the belly of the depths of the earth, the unseen, the secret place, the interior, right? The interior, the secret laboratory of earthly origin. Get this and don't, don't get, um, there, there's a connection. There's a connection between the depths of the earth that he talks about, the depths of the earth with the dirt of the earth, the earth itself, the actual physical dirt of the earth, the depths of the earth in the ground, in the dirt. And uh, this is where God formed Adam. Think about it. God formed Adam from the dirt of the earth. Literally speaking, the earth was Adam's womb. The earth was Adam's womb. So think about this and try not to get hung up on this too much. Adam is the only man that did not come from the womb of a woman. Adam is the only man that did not come from the womb of a woman. He came from the womb of the earth. And Eve, the first woman, came not from a womb, she came from Adam, the man, right? Who came from the earth, who came from the belly of the earth, fashioned by God, knit together, knit together in, by, the, by the earth, of the earth, of the substance of the, the depths, or the belly of the earth, the dirt, of what God had already made. That's pretty incredible. That God fashioned Adam from the dirt of the ground. And from Adam, God fashioned Eve. He knit us together. He knit us together. Verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God saw your unformed body. He saw my unformed body. It was formless. Like in the beginning, creation was formless and void and empty. God saw our formless body, right? We, we have, and we have to love uh, this, this plan of God for us that he talks about, that, that all of our days have been ordained for me, that written in your book, were written in your book before any of them, before any of them came to be. God already knew. God already knew us while still, you could might say, while still an embryo in that conception beginning stages, unformed and shapeless. 
God knew exactly what you would look like. He knew you before you even took form. Before you were before you were you, before you were a person that could be recognizable. All-knowing God knows everything about you. He knows everything about us. And it all fits really perfectly together. You think about it. God created you. He knit you together. He fashioned you together. Right? He saw you. He knows you. He has a plan for you. And it all started in the womb. It all started in the womb. Check out a few other passages of scripture that we see. Job chapter 10. Remember, Job is going through some stuff. Job says this, your hands fashioned me. And now you have destroyed me altogether. When, when God allowed the enemy to take away everything of Job's, Job kept his faith in God. Remember that you have made me like clay and you will return me to the dust. Confirmation of, of all that God did in creation. Job is confirming the truth of what creation is about. He says, did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Some imagery here. You clothe me with skin and flesh and you knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love and your care has preserved my spirit. Jeremiah the prophet said this, before I, well, God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the, God knew that Jeremiah was going to be a prophet to the nations before Jeremiah stepped one foot on the planet. Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb and will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. God, again, is the one who forms us in the womb. And Ecclesiastes says, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the, how the bones are formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Over and over again, through the prophets, in the beginning, God is the one who fashions us in the womb, who makes us the wondrous, miraculous, supernatural power of God in the womb. It's a mighty, mighty miracle. He is the potter, and we are truly the clay. He is the one who fashions us in his image. And all of this, all of this baby talk on this Sunday is, leads us to another baby, another tiny infant, a child who is born to us, a child who is born to us, as we celebrate Jesus, formed or knit together in the womb of Mary. This Jesus, his beginning did not begin with Joseph, a, a, a human man, but it began with God himself, planting God's supernatural Holy Spirit seed in a woman, in a human being, in Mary. And she would become pregnant and bear a child through the Holy Spirit. 
and, and her relative Elizabeth in the Christmas story would also have a child and they would name him John. He would be John the Baptist, the forerunner to Jesus later on in their ministry. When Elizabeth was just six months pregnant, Mary went to visit her. Do you remember that? And upon the greeting of Mary to Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy. John leaped at the voice of Mary. And Elizabeth exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you will bear. The womb, the womb is a, is a secret place. The womb is a holy place. The womb is a sacred place where God does his greatest work. His greatest wonders is in the womb. Think about that. Every pregnant mom and every infant born is further proof of God's creative work, his creative ability, and his presence among us. Every child born is proof that God is God and that he is still in the business of creating. Check this out. Maybe you're driving down the highway and you've seen this billboard. Maybe a picture of a baby and, there, and a statement that says, there, there is your evidence. There is evidence for God, right there. Another baby born in the image of God. That is proof, further proof of God's existence and his, his work with us, his presence with us in the world. This is why marriage is of most importance to God and why God speaks about marital, the marital relationship in the scriptures so much and why a sexual relationship between in marriage is God's prescribed will for us. One man, one woman coming together as God has prescribed that to be. There is no, there is more going on in a marriage. There's more going on in, in God's world and in God's kingdom than just two people hooking up. That womb is God's place of creative work. And that's where God has willed for mankind to bring another soul into the earth, into the planet. The womb is God's canvas for another person, another spirit, another soul from God. You know, Jesus Jesus came into the world, not, not on a chariot of fire. He didn't come into the world with mighty armies uh, of angels. He didn't come into the world angry to crush everyone. Jesus came into the world as an infant through a womb. He came to the earth through a womb. An innocent, precious child baby. And we see the wonder of God in the world. We see the wonder of God in the womb and we see the wonder of God in the word. In the Christmas story, in this Christmas story, there, there's a couple key passages uh, in Matthew and one in Luke, or there's two actually in Luke, about the birth of Jesus. And so what I'd like us to do for a minute is just consider the birth of Jesus in these two passages, Matthew 1 and Luke 1. If you have your Bibles, you're going to want to open them or get, get to it on your app. I want to share with you um, these two scriptures and then, and then close today with a couple thoughts from these verses about Jesus' birth and how that like impacts you and me. 
Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Again, I'm not going to put all the scripture up here. Try to follow along if you have your Bibles or just go ahead and listen in as I read these, okay? Uh, Matthew 1, 18 to 23. Okay, if you're, if you're looking up your scripture. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. That's our focus. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was, a faithful, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. After he had considered this, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The Luke passage, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 32, says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel. I am a virgin. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. So the Holy One born to you will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who, has, who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be, be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Two amazing passages that give us the Christmas story and the birth of our Savior. The miracle of miracles, the wonder of God, the great wonder of our God. And there's a couple things that I want to point out about these verses that kind of help us, some truths to help us from the birth of Christ that, that will help impact us, the way we think, not just about Jesus, but the way we live our lives, the way we, we see the wonder of God in the world, and the way we see the wonder of God in his word, and, what, and the way we see the wonder of God living in and around us. It's a wonder. Here we go. A couple things real quick. 
Number one, Jesus' birth, it's completely supernatural. It's completely supernatural. This is not of man. We did not do this. Scientists did not do this. People did not orchestrate all this. There's, we couldn't do this. This involves prophecy from thousands of years prior. It involves angels. It involves the Holy Spirit. Everything about the coming of Jesus and the birth of Jesus as an infant into the world. Everything about it has God written all over it. Check out some of these verses that from passages I just read. Let me just point out some verses. Some verses. Uh, some verses that um, Matthew and Luke point out about the supernatural wonder of God in the birth of Jesus. Here we go. She was found to be pregnant through, not Joseph, not another person, but through the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, but after she had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to her in a dream. In verse, uh, in verse 20, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. In Luke's uh, account, Luke says uh, the God, that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man by the name of Joseph. Verse 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. In verse 30, but the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, you found favor with God. In verse 35, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and with power the Most High will overshadow you, and the Holy One born to you will be called the Son of God. At every turn in the birth of Jesus and the conception of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, supernatural power of God is all over it. It is all God. We did absolutely nothing. All we did was create the mess that he had to send his son to, to save us. We did that, but he did everything else in a very wondrous, miraculous way. Baby Jesus, the birth of baby Jesus is a super, supernatural event. We are all wonders. Our births through the womb are all the wondrous, miraculous power of God, but the birth of Jesus is a supernatural event. Secondly, is this, when it comes to Jesus's birth, it was God's entry for the greatest rescue ever. It was God's entry into the world to pull off the greatest, the greatest rescue in all of creation ever. See, God has come in the form of a human being, that God would become us, the incarnation, that that. God would become flesh and blood like you and like me to save us, to rescue us. When the great escape wasn't in the cards for you and me, we could not make the great escape, God sent the great rescue. Now check out these passages in Matthew. Verse 21 says, She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He will rescue them from their sins and the punishment of their sins. He is going to rescue us. Verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Emmanuel, which means God has come. 
God has come to rescue us. God is now with us. He is among man. More than his presence in the earth, he is actually one of us. That's, that's a great rescue. In Luke's account, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great he, and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never, never end. He will be our ruler. He will be our ruler that will lead us out of here. He will be our great rescue. All that God did was to rescue us, to save us really from ourselves and from the evil that had gripped us all as mankind. Jesus came to rescue us. You will call him, he said in Matthew, Emmanuel, which means God with us, or God is our rescue. And his entry was a womb. He came to rescue us through a womb. Talk about a miraculous rescue, a supernatural rescue. How incredible is that? And the last thing is this, number three, and we're done. Jesus's birth. When it comes to Jesus's birth, it took available humans to pull it off. Now, I hope we could think about this for ourselves. That God is a God who chooses to use us, to work in us, to use us to do and to accomplish his work. I hope in the Christmas story, we don't just see how awesome God is and the birth of the Savior and our rescue and the supernatural event, but we will also see this, that God chooses to use people, people who are willing to be used by him, Mary and Joseph, the prophets that were just normal men who prophesied about the coming of Jesus and Mary and Elizabeth and, and Zechariah and people that God used to bring this all about. Let me read some of the verses from those two passages that kind of support the idea of the human element in this wondrous supernatural rescue. It's incredible. This is how, verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus and Messiah came about. His mother Mary, human being, was pledged to be married to Joseph, another human being. Two human beings just walking on the planet, pledged to be married to each other. Uh, verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her. Her quiet is just a struggle of a human being. What am I going to do? My wife's pregnant. wasn't us. She hasn't had sex with anybody. What are we going to do? And then the angel, the angel then appears to him. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife, the angel said to human being, Joseph. Verse 22, all, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through prophets, more human beings. In, in Luke's account, uh, she'll be married to a, a man, a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. His lineage is on the earth. He's a human being just like the rest of us. The virgin's name was Mary. Verse 29, Mary is greatly troubled at his words. Wonders, what kind of greeting might this be? Human, human reaction. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary said, I'm, since I'm just, I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. And verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her, left her. See, God is always, God is always looking 
for available people like you and like me and like those that we know, anyone that, that desires to love God. You know, you, you, God is going to use people who don't want to be used. They'll just leave us alone. It's like people in our own lives. You know, if they want to be our friends and they want to hang out and they want to do stuff, it'll, it'll work because it'll be people, two people wanting to work together to, to, to do things. But if, if one doesn't, it's not going to happen. God wants to work in us. But if we don't want to work in his kingdom and serve the Lord, he'll just leave us to do what we want to do and just do our own thing. But if we are willing, if we are available to God, if we are faithful to God, if we're like godly, humble servants who are saying, God, here I am, use me, God, then that is what God is looking for. He's looking for available humans that he can use to pull off whatever it is he's up to next, to use us for his glory, purpose on the earth. And he seeks to rescue more and more and more people that are lost today are lost and wandering. He needs you to reach these people. He needs me. He needs us. He wants to use us to spread the good news of his love and grace that he has come, especially this time of the year, that the world needs to hear that God has sent his son to rescue us. Supernatural rescue. And he wants to use men and women to do it. See, our God of wonders, he is a God of wonders. And we see his wonders in the world through all kinds of things that we might go and look at. But especially today, we see the wonder of God in the womb. The wonder of God in the womb. The miracle of God. We also see our God of wonders. We see him in the wonder of his word. As we read the word of God especially in the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, the son of God who came to the earth, became a human being and came through a womb. That infant lying in a manger is Jesus, the savior of the world. That little baby, so innocent, so humble, and completely in the hands and the care of human beings. And through that event, through this Christmas event, God pulls off a supernatural rescue and he uses human beings to do it. What about you and me? Let's let God do whatever he wants to do in us. God, have your way in us. Have a great week. Have a great Christmas. We'll see you one day after Christmas on the 26th. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Merry Christmas.